Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And I'm already laughing because today is the Friday Facts episode and it's my birthday. So I am going to do a very different episode and you might be listening to this and go, okay, I'm done. I'm checking out because I don't know what she's talking about, which is totally fine because I'm not attached to it. I am doing this because I really wanted to come up with something different and unique for my birthday. And I had to reach out to my creative right-hand person, Heather, I love you and adore you. And she said, you know what? Why don't you let people see part of you that they don't normally see? And I talk about a lot of serious stuff on the show, like a lot of really bold, serious stuff on the show, but I do have a really fun side, which you might not always get to see. So this is just going to be me real sharing parts of myself. And again, you might get a kick out of it. You might go, she's crazy and it's all good. I don't really care. It's I'm not attached to it. So first off we're coming into, I'll be very honest with you. I am turning 51 and there are times where I'm like, holy crap, I can't even fathom that age because it just seems weird. And then there's another part of me that says, eh, it's just a number. So I go back and forth between both camps to be completely honest And I remember last year at this time, we were in like complete lockdown from the beginning of the pandemic and my husband saying, I don't know what to get you for your birthday. And I'm like, well, actually, if you've ever had an excuse, this is the year because you can't even get into a store at this point. So it's all good. He arranged one of the first drive-bys I had seen and he and my friend Heather arranged this drive-by. It was fantastic. It was like so exciting. And I'm really all about the experience. I am, I'm more experienced than I am gifts. That is like my love language. Let me live experiences out. I don't need more gifts. So he arranged this drive by and it was so awesome because it was just this parade of probably, I don't know, 15 to 20 cars that came through and honked and it was a lot of fun and it was exciting. And people were just like, it just was really fun. And now as I come into one year later and we're in the same spot, it's definitely better, but it's just a bit surreal that we're still here in a sense. So today, long intro today, I'm going to share with you, um, a side of me that not everybody knows. I love like love, love, love Harry Potter, love Harry Potter love the story, love the concept. And it's just fun. It's my go-to. Like, do you have any of those movies that you go back to and you could watch them over and over, or you're in the other room and you hear the intro or a song or a part of the words come up and you're like, Oh, I know what that is. Well, that's, that's this for me. And sometimes I sit down and I will just watch them all again, or I'll watch them bits and pieces. 
And I love them. Now I remember back when they, the books first came out and a good friend of mine said, you have to read this. I'm like, that's a kid's book. I'm not going to read a kid's book. And she said, no, you have to trust me on this. You have to read this. You're going to love it. I got the first book and finished it in a span of a couple days, like literally finished in a couple days. And was just like, well, this is really cool. This is fun. This is just creative. This is a different side and proceeded to read the books over the years, probably multiple times. And then when the movies came out, my kids were actually watching the movies at that time. And I just loved it. So, and I still go back to it. So I'm going to share a little bit of this part of this other also came up because Heather and I have plans going to Universal Studios to go to see all of like, like there's different parts of Harry Potter land. We the first, again, if you're still here, the first, um, I've been through the first part of it, but I haven't been through the second part. And we had planned on doing that. And then again, it's been a year and a half of just really no travel. So we'll see where this goes, but I want to share this with you. Part of why I love Harry Potter is because I love JK Rowling's story. Her story is just something that, again, I'm always all about the stories. And I want you to think about a couple of things. I actually looked up some stats on her because I just want you to ask yourself, like, do you have the drive to bring your vision to life that only you can see? No one else can see your vision, but you, there is no one else who can see it. You're the only one who can see it. So since you're the only one who can see it because it is yours to bring to life, are you willing and able to go through all of the doors and the challenges of people who just think, oh, you're doing that silly thing. You're doing that ridiculous side thing. Oh, that's a cute hobby. All of those things that you'll hear, or it would be great if you could make some money doing that. And you're going to go through times like that because the only person who can see your vision is you. That is literally it. So it's your job to bring it to life. So her books have spanned over 500 million copies. And in a seven-year period, she went through the death of her mother, birth of her first child, divorce, living in poverty, clinical depression, and contemplating suicide. She was on government assistance at this point to feed her child. And she started to write her concept of her books, Harry Potter, in coffee shops. And she would have this, I don't have a picture of it, but I've seen it over the years. She would have this mapped out on her wall of what all seven books and how they would come together. Like how she literally had it visualized in her brain before she wrote. And she just did one book at a time. Now I've heard differing numbers on this, but I did hear then I just read recently that she had turned it into 12 publishers and they were all turned down. And one of the secretaries who worked in one of the publishing firms that finally did pick up her book, picked up the manuscript out of the garbage and took it home and her daughter read it. And her daughter was like, you have to do more of this. So she took it back. This lady went to bat for JK Rowling. And now to this day, this person works for her and because she helped her bring her vision to life. Again, we're not here to do this by ourselves, right? We're not. So when she put this, this plan in motion to bring this to life, there's a couple of things that came up when I was looking through that to me, is just a bit mind blowing. She was asked to use her initials JK rather than her full female name 
in anticipation of the fact that her story would go to target audience of young boys and they would not want to read a book by a female. Ouch. That's all I can say. (laughs) Wow. And (laughs) that kind of is this thing. So with all those rejections, she really just kept fighting through to see this vision that she had. Because here it is, a book series on wizards and sorcerers and good versus bad and all of these things. So people were wondering, um, publishers were wondering, does it fit into a kid's book? Is it a teen book? It's not an adult book. Who's going to actually read it? And according to a lot of publishers, she didn't fit into a actual market for them to be able to see it come to life. Again, do you have an idea that maybe doesn't fit into a market, but you know it's your idea? And if you don't bring it to life, then it doesn't come to life because it is yours to bring to life. The publisher who went ahead with her told her to get a day job because she had little chance of making any money in kids' books. Okay, that's just funny. I just had to say that. And so she obviously... Anyways, her when you think of her now and you think of all of the different books and all of the things that she put together and the plays and Disney and all of the things, not Disney, and um, Universal, the theme parks, what has come out of it? I know she said, and I've seen her in an interview saying it was beyond her wildest dreams. So she had big, big dreams, really big dreams, and it was still beyond her wildest dreams. What if the idea you're sitting on is something that is beyond what you can imagine, like beyond and a bigger impact than what you can imagine? What if it has all these ripple effects that you just couldn't have even seen because they weren't for you to see? And are you willing to keep going when you have everything going against you and you're hearing no over and over and over and over? Ask yourself that. So if you've never read any of her books, then just stay with me because I'm going to share a couple of key things from them. And this is all about me. I love to share that anything inspirational, I have always been fascinated by stories. People have overcome things, people who have done what wasn't expected, people who have taken tragic stories and actually done something with them. And which is really almost no irony that that is how my story has unfolded. So I'm just going to share this with you, that as you go through these books, there's such a beautiful message that is here and you can apply it to your life and maybe not, who knows, not attached to the outcome. The other thing about JK Rowling that I think is really powerful is she is the only billionaire, female billionaire who has lost her billionaire status by giving away her money not investments, not things that happened to her. She has a number of foundations that she has founded and has created massive impact with the money that she has generated. This is the thing. We can create even bigger impact with what we generate. We all have differing opinions of stories of money and what they mean. What we do with it is on us and up to us. So we can create all kinds of incredible things when we step into that vision and bring it to life incredible. So first book, Philosopher's Stone. I'm just going to tell you the names of the books. Philosopher's Stone. This is where Harry lost his parents. Well, he lost them before, but learns that what is isolation and how he felt alone and how to conquer fear facing his fears 
not knowing where he belonged. So a lot of what happens in the books is about facing your fears, facing up to them, recognizing that they're always there and seeing the bigger picture of what you are here to do with it. Chamber of Secrets, this is like working as a team learning good versus evil puzzle pieces. There's all about these cool puzzle pieces that keep coming in the books and to keep going when you're putting these puzzle pieces together. The thing is, is we all want to see the end picture of the puzzle, but the end picture isn't what we're supposed to see. We have to see one piece at a time in order to get to the end. So how many times do we stop before we even get a couple pieces in because we can't see what the big picture looks like when we're not even supposed to see it because the picture is going to be even that much bigger than what you could imagine. Number three, the prisoner of Azkaban. It is all about relationships, surprise, unknown family that he didn't know. Harry didn't know that he had allowing um, yourself to belong and realizing where you do belong. And there's also so many parts about it with animals and two sides of the story knowing that there's two sides of the story, hiding who you are, not allowing people to see who you are, being afraid of being accepted and being um, accepted and received by people close to you and hiding who you are. So I love that theme from it. Number four is Goblet of Fire. And this is all about competition. And it's a competition series where they go through all of these steps in order to get to the prize. And everybody wants to be part of this. But the thing is, I think one of the things that I love about this the most is, is that Harry and Cedric, they are competition and they collaborate. Here's the thing in your life, in our life, how many times do we look at the competition, compare what they're doing and then do nothing because we are thinking, I can't do it like she does, or we just stop ourselves because we've judged ourselves and whether we can or not. When in fact, if you actually collaborate with others, it's amazing what can unfold by using your strengths, someone else's strengths, and putting it together to become even more powerful. I'm actually doing this right now. If you're listening to this podcast, there's still room available, but we are launching a combined mastermind with Craig Siegel called Cultivating Your Story. And it's a 12-week mastermind where we're working together to co-coach you on how to pull the lessons out of your story own your mindset and build your business with impact, like show up authentically. So Craig is a powerhouse of a coach powerhouse. I had him on my podcast and then I was on his podcast and we've gone back and forth and back and forth and decided to collaborate because ego is your greatest overhead. If you are using your ego to guide you on what to do, You'll sell yourself short and you'll miss opportunities every single time. So I just thought that was a really neat example because we're doing this in real life right now. And people have said to me, how did you make that happen? I'm like, I didn't make it happen. We actually just both continued to show up this past year, cross each other's paths the way it was meant to be. And this is how it's all unfolding in the most beautiful way. Okay. Back to the regularly scheduled podcast. <laughs> Number five, order the Phoenix again, all about fighting in this solitude and then being part of a team. So in this, there's like this, they're creating this was called the order of the Phoenix. They are all coming together to support a cause teaching and supporting each other's for a cause that they can't see yet. They can't see it. So again, how many times do we 
not get started because we're too busy of thinking, I, I need to see the big thing altogether yet. You're not meant to. You're not meant to. You're actually meant to do these one step at a time in order to keep going forward because what you think is coming could be 10 times more beautiful than that. It's so much bigger than what it is. But when you collaborate and connect with the team and you work together towards the bigger vision, so many incredible things can happen. Number six, half-blood prints. This is when things get a little bit dark. So if you've got younger kids, you start to see that it can get a little bit dark, but it's really beautifully written, beautifully written. And I'm not going to, I don't give you a lot here because if you haven't read them or watched it and you want to, then I don't want to spoil it. This one to me is all about trust, trusting when you don't know the outcome. This is the part where Harry has to put a lot of trust into his professor and the professor knows the whole plan of how it's going to go, but Harry doesn't. And he puts blind trust into his professor at this point. It's a really a lot about loss. It is, there is very sad in moments and, but it's really, really powerful as it sets the stage for the last book. But what could happen if you trust in yourself and trust in someone else and really subscribe, buy into that bigger plan of what someone else is putting together and trust in that process. The last one, they do it in two books and, or do it in one book and two um, movies is it's all about like good versus evil, fear, isolation, internal battles and struggles, like internal, what you go through and how sometimes you have to really take the step forward as scary as it is, not having a clue how it's going to unfold, messy, messy action and show up. There's a greater cause and not doing it alone, the power of love and sacrifice as far as some of the things that we have to sacrifice in order to step forward. So I'm going to put this all together in a message that resonates for me um, that maybe will take home something for you is that through these, these books, and I, again, I love them. They remind me to just have fun, sit and enjoy. I love them is where can you work with others? Where can you show up scared and do it anyways? Where can you embrace that fear as part of the game? It's not going away. It's part of the game. It's part of the team. I have another podcast coming up on this topic alone. Where can you face them and face those fears and move forward, like embrace what is coming? Allowing others in to help and support you. Looking at all the puzzle pieces and embracing those puzzle pieces, not hiding from them, not running from them, but embrace them and put one piece together at a time because it can look back. You can look back and go, I had no idea it was going to unfold like this. Like no idea. One side note there. When I first started, I started with a podcast and a book. There was no business. There was no business at all. I just knew I was supposed to share the story and I felt called to do this. And that helped me to heal myself. And it gave me fuel as I watched what others were taking away from what I was saying. And as I did that, I was like, okay, this is landing. This is landing. I need to do this more. I need to speak up more. So putting those puzzle pieces together, even though I had no clue what I was building, zero, I just did it. Where can you do that in your life? Where can you trust that your story is meant for something more? Where can you trust in yourself, trust in others? Where can you collaborate with others? Where can you let go of the idea of competition and know that some of these challenges are part of your story? They've made you who you are. 
Where can you create your team? Where can you let others come in to support you and together support an even higher cause? Where can you trust yourself? Where can you trust others? Where can you let go of the control that you've never had and you will never have? Let go of that imagined air quote control that you don't have. And where can you receive love? Where can you give more love? Where can you recognize that internal battle that's happening to understand that you are your biggest enemy. You know that you are. You're your biggest enemy. You can be your biggest challenge, which means you can change this. You can change any of this. You can change any of your story at any time. And where can you buy into the bigger vision that you are here to create you are here to, like, you're here to create, you are here to give to others. Where can you buy in that bigger vision, knowing that it is meant to impact, serve, support, and help others? Where can you do that? Because I'm telling you, if you can own into that vision and like, like hold on to that vision, it's mind blowing what it can create in your life. It's mind blowing. It's amazing what it can create in your life. And I just want that for you. So thank you. If you're still here, thank you so much for being here today. Again, my birthday episode, I thought I would share a piece of me that I've never shared in this podcast. And it is something that I love. I love this story. I find it incredibly inspiring. And I am just just grateful that I can take it for what it is. Yes, I know it's a, a children's story. But what she has done, what J.K. Rowling has done in her life, the impact that she has created, the business that she's created, the money that she's created, the foundations that she's created from it. I just find it incredibly inspiring and I am grateful for you for letting me share that with you today. So thank you for being part of this journey, part of this podcast, part of this business, what I'm doing, how I'm here to impact, serve, and support others. And I just want to be here to support you, to help you to soar, because honestly, you need to soar. You need to take those ideas and explode with them, bring them out into the world. Honestly, they're yours. They're yours to do so. And you absolutely can, and you've got this. So thank you for being here. And I would love to know if you've made it all through this podcast, share it, tag me on social media, and let me know some of your thoughts. Because honestly, I am so grateful for every single one of you, the reviews, the the shares, the downloads, all of those things continues to help me to spread this message even further. And even at 51, I think I'm just getting started. I am just getting started. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.